Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the All County Football League action from last weekend, looking ahead to this weekend's action before the break for the June Bank holiday weekend comes up. Um, as always, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. Just to give you a heads up, if you're um, over on the Die Hard service, or if you want to head over to the Die Hard service on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, you can check out our minor review where Cavan beat Antrim in the Ulster Minor Championship quarter final and looking ahead to their Ulster semi final this coming Saturday. We also have the Talchin Cup debate where Paul Fitzpatrick puts his um, sizable weight behind the. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the validity of the competition or the value of the competition, uh, but we hear from the GA president Larry McCarthy, Killian Clark, and Downs Barry O'Hagan. I was up at the launch for the Talchin Cup, and uh, we debated the pros and cons of it. But Paul, we're not going to get into Talchin Cup. We we no. we met we met a, a a pact that that was the end of it. But if you want to hear that, it's over on Patreon dot com forward slash We Are Cavan. Okay, get straight into the results from last weekend, Paul. And in Division 1, we'll start off with, it was Calvin Gales against Killigarry in the first game. Killigarry coming, or sorry, Calvin Gales coming away with the victory in Killigarry, 13 points to 11. Calvin Gales had to come from behind on this one, though. Killigarry racing out in front. I think the black card to Connor Smith was the big turning point. Yeah, it was a seven-point game at one stage, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, as was Monaghan. Or sorry, Mon- it was a seven-point game. The Gales came back and won it. Monaghan went eight points down against Derry. Couldn't close the gap. I think every, I've every, heard this before. Somebody every week, said something about this. Every week, the theory gets stronger and stronger. Eight points is the, is, is the point of no return. I think if it's a seven-point game, you see teams coming back. It's quite common, quite common. Eight points, very rare. <laughs> it's amazing it, that it's it that quickly. Yeah, watch out for it. Yeah, well, this was this was a seven pointer. Uh, Connor Smith, Martin Riley, um, you know, Oshin Brady coming on, Dara Lovett starting, Keen Riley starting, like Killigarry looking back to full strength, um, or very close to it. Now they're still missing a few names from the back line in particular, um, but they'll be disappointed not to have held on to this one. And again, I think it was Grode McKeon was key in the last fifteen minutes for Calvin Gales. Yeah, that's a local derby there. Like that would have been a hell of a result for Kilgarry now, coming near the business end mm. of the league to pick up their first win and do it in a, in a derby match against the Gales. But they weren't able to close it out, and uh, 
I noticed Shawnee Johnston came on and scored a point for the guys as well. Jason has it. Forgot his, to mention that. His old teammate back back in the mix. So that's going to add an extra dimension to them if he if he's available for championship as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, a sharp shooter. Stick him in there. Um, okay, we both went for Calvin Gills in that one. Uh, so we started well this week. Bally Hayes were hosting Coot Hill in the uh, second game. Bally Hayes coming away with a victory here at 117 to 13 points. Um, news flash here is that Porrick Moore is back and back for good. He's permanently back, which is given that Bally Hayes forward line uh, a boost and they were already at a sizable target or a sizable um sizable forward line but Park Moore just adding a wee bit more again. Yeah pardon the bun. We've been saying it for, for a couple of years that they have a senior quality mm. uh, panel and I really think that because they've been doing great work on their edge level. They're bringing through quality players and lots of them. Like you know, you like Owen Clark there, county under twenty captain last mm. year. Um, in Brian O'Rourke, like showed how good he was in those tournament twenty championship this year. You have Aaron Watson there as well in the background, in the back line. Um, another tournament twenty medalist, Gary O'Rourke, and goals like yeah. class goalkeeper. So Paddy Hayes have loads of talent. It's hard to believe they're still an intermediate. Um, and this was a convincing win for them. It was a fairly young Good Hill team that was playing on the day, with some, with a few exceptions, but for the most part, it was a youthful enough side. It took a Keen Cooper there in. He's come off the minor team last year. A few other young fellas like that. Now they had Ben McGahan, I think, started as well, who's off the minor team last year. Yeah, he was playing in the full back line. Um Keen Farley would be young and Christian Hennessy very young. But then there was a lot of experience there yeah. too, like obviously McCutcheon, Alan Corn, uh, players like that. But uh Bally Hayes always too strong and among the top scorers for Bally Hayes, David Brady with one two, Owen Clark with three points, Kevin Tierney with six, Greener Work with two, and uh Colin McCarran with one and Park Morick two. Yeah, phenomenal stuff to have a, a serious bit of uh, talent out there in Ballyhays at the minute. Um, Could Hill though building, and all the, all they'll be looking at is continuing to build as they get the boys back. I think Enda Heston has played again this week. That's maybe three weeks in a row now. So the more games he gets, the better he's going to be. Ah, yeah. Well, we know the quality he has. Like he yeah. was, he was one of the very best players at club football a couple in, of years ago. Inside track, I think Shane Sexton's back now in the next week or two. I think right. he's been back training. Brilliant. How do I know these sources? You saw him on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching him. I've been, I've been with binoculars guy. up at Coot Hill just waiting to see when he's arriving at training. But <laughs> my sources tell me he's back and he's trained this week. So looking forward to seeing him back. He'll add, he'll add a sizable amount of scoring power to Coot Hill. Okay, Lara, we're hosting Neighbours Killing Care. Uh, finished three goals and 12 to Lara. 216 to Killing Care. Sounds like an absolute cracking game here. I went for the draw on this one. You went for Lara. Killing Care got the victory. Yeah, How could we doubt them? Yeah, big performance by um, Niall Fitzpatrick with 2-5 for Lara. Um, who got the, the goals for Killing Care, could you tell me? Peter McCabe. Yeah, Peter McCabe. And, and what, Keir Cusick got the other. Yeah. Peter McCabe's goal of game merchant. Yeah. Uh, 3-12 to 2-16. High scoring game. Uh, wasn't much in it, um, but... Killing Care did have a bit of an advantage coming into the home the home stretch, and then the the, the second goal by Niall Fitzpatrick was probably a consolation effort, so it left a one point game. Yeah, so four teams in intermediate or intermediate teams in the senior championship, uh, or in the senior league. Sorry, um, so Killing Care obviously getting the better of a senior team there. Um, Bally Hayes getting the better of a fellow intermediate team, but then Balanya got the better of the fourth intermediate team beaten. Castle Rahan, one goal in 11 to 11 points. That was up in Fay Park. 
in Balladium's Dove. So that's a big win for Balanya too, because you just weren't quite sure where Balanya were at. Yeah, and and you know, you had kind of highlighted last week that Brian Donahue might have the inside track yeah. on some of the Bal- uh, Balanya lads, but um, yeah, look, Castor, I think Castorano are going to be happy with their league so far. Anyway, like they're sixth in Division One, like. Castorano will be quite happy with that. For years there, they were always at the top of Division 1. They haven't slipped very much in terms of league standings. This Intermediate Championship, we say it every year. And that every podcast I say it, we say it every year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. This, this Intermediate Championship is going to be outrageous. Yeah, it will. It'll be a classic. Because there's there's teams that are capable of, and, and, and I can say this from a bit of experience, capable of really impacting the Ulster Championship there. There genuinely is, yeah. and, and there's probably three teams that in my head I think could go on and have a massive, massive say in that Ulster Intermediate Championship. But they've got to go through Cav, unfortunately. That's going to be a tough, tough ask. So, uh, Castle Rahan. St Oliver's and Oldcastle were playing today, Damien, and I think they won. Um, and there's a good few Cavan lads on it oh, yeah. in, fi- in the Leinster final. So, they had uh, two Castle Rahan players in the middle of the field Kieran Caldwell and Jamie Clark, who's, who's son of. Um, John. John. Yeah. So great stalwart. And, and lots of others there. Daniel Yor from Munchakonda was the captain of the team. Jamie Riley from Castram was playing there as well. Uh, uh, Charlie Brunton was playing from Arnugent as well. And there might be one or two others. So just want to mention there's, that when we're talking an, about Castram. There's another Brunton coming through. Yeah, yeah. That's I, be, I bet you he's quick. <laughs> Has to be. Has to be quick. We look forward to seeing that. Um, Okay, the Gauna Rammer game was obviously called off, and we'd like to extend our, our condolences to the Madden family on the loss of a young bright star in Colin. And uh, all our, our deepest sympathies go to the Gauna community on that loss. Um, Lacking then hosting Kings Star. Sorry, we both went for Castle Rahan to beat Balanya, and we were both wrong. So things have turned quite pear shaped after two victories, we're, we're, we're down two losses. But Lacken against Kingscourt, it turns it right back around for you because you went for Lacken, I went for Kingscourt. Lacken finished with a three-point win here. One goal in 13 to uh, one goal in 10. But it sounded like a cracking game too. I heard a lot of good free-taking going on. Though. A lot of good free-taking. When you've got Ray Galligan there, um, he scored four, uh, three frees on a 45. Carl uh, Clarkin scored four frees as well for Lacken. On the other side of it, Keane Shecklin had a very good game. Park Faulkner got 1-1. Um, so the Killian Galligan who's emerged as, as the go-to man for Lacken over the last two seasons to be fair to him he, he scored 1-3 he's been his, like, his, his goal was one you'd be proud of a high ball no 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 a high ball across the across the kind of goal mount and he was on the far side of the full back um, Killian Farley and as the ball kind of fell loose he just volleyed it with the hand Oh, lovely. A nice handball strike into the back of the net. Handball shot. And I don't think Killian ever played handball. James Galligan used to play a lot of handball, but uh, uh, that, that's D. James Galligan, not Thomas Galligan, who Mickey Brennan calls James Galligan. <laughs> and yeah. All the time. Um, and then Porrick Faulkner's goal um, was was a, a, a poacher's finish. Low left foot into the bottom corner past Raymond Galligan from close range, but where there was, there was only one place he could get it, and he got it in. So, nice, so there'll be good slag in the county training over that one, I'd uh, say. No but, doubt about it. Yeah, Alan Clark again lining out for, um, at full forward and scored two points. Lacking have a good record against Kingscourt. Now, I said that last week on the podcast, and it's kind of why I kind of went for them. I, did I, mention, I could actually just snip out things that you've said in the past and, and, and edit you into a podcast <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> the last year, though, 
bloody humiliated against Kingsford. There were 16 points down at the fo- at the water break. Uh, but aside from that, generally over the years, they've been always able to, to do well against Kingsford. So um, that's a good good result for Lacken there. Yeah, it is indeed. So with the uh, with all those results in the Roma Energy All County Football League Division One, it means that Crushlaw are sitting top, even though they've a game in hand on Ballyhays, who are in second. Crushlaw have seven wins from seven games. Ballyhays have six wins, one loss, and a draw from their eight games. But then Rammer United have six games played. They have six wins. Um, they sit in toward. Then down at the bottom end of the table, Coot Hill have one point from their seven games. Killigary have two points from their seven games. Lara, four points from eight games. And Gauna have five points from six games. So um, they're, they're the spots you don't want to be in. But Gauna, I suppose, with two games in hand, will be expecting to get out of that one. Means in Division 1, Paul, you got three out of six. I got two out of six for Lovely. predictions here. Excellent. Fifty percent. You're happy with that? Best of a bad bunch. Best of a bad bunch. I suppose. Yeah, being better than somebody is terrible. Is 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 still an achievement, <laughs> as we see in the Tatsu Cup. Just for saying, you you're going to throw it in there. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll move on to the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division Two Round Eight. Banner McHugh hosting Shercock. Banner McHugh coming away with the victory here. One goal and fourteen to two goals and nine. We both went for Shercock, so it goes from bad to worse. Yeah, that was a. That was a bad call, uh, I suppose, in hindsight, that they'd go up there and, and beat Bally McHugh at home. They're a very good home record, very hard to beat up there. Bally McHugh, another another team that's bubbling under the surface this year. We're, we're probably underrating them a little bit. Like They are able to pick, pick up good results there at times. Um, and then at times they can just flop. Yeah, they're inconsistent. Yeah, They're definitely inconsistent, but they're, they're sitting in 11th there now. They've, they've three wins and a draw out of... Out of the eight games in Division Two, which is probably what you'd expect, it's kind of, you know, yeah. they're they're a mid-ranking Division Two team, but on the day they they can be the top-ranking teams. They're 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 one of those teams, and they do have have brought through now Shane Tynion and Peter Devine. Like I was impressed with those two young forwards in the Championship last year. Yeah, and that's probably what they were missing over the last few years. So they're they're going to be a team to watch. But uh, Shercock had had been on a super run up to that. Up to that, they had. The three wins and, and a draw out of seven games, so they're still they're still strong enough there to be in fifth place with nine points. I wonder did Killian Clark play um, on Friday night? I'm not sure now. There was there was mixed messages or like mixed mixed reports on county players playing and not playing. So well, I heard um, one guy was given out to me that a lot of county players didn't play, but when re- the reports started to come in to the sports desk in the Celt, I saw a lot of them did play. In fairness, now, mm. yeah. There's a, I think it was simply if you were fit to play, you played. Yeah, yeah and I think that I think which that's is fair. Yes. At the end of the day, like it's there's no point in lad playing a, a club league game and him not a hundred percent right. Yeah. For you know for it, so yeah, it doesn't make much sense to do it any other way. Okay, so second game then was Drumlane against Den. We both went for a Drumlane win here, but it was narrow. It was a one point win, ten points to Drumlane, nine points to Den. Thomas Edward Dunn who played for Den at full forward. Um, and was was quite crucial to them. He was, but the Den still still haven't haven't got a win. I'm no. saying yes, which is which is surprising. Looking through the Den team, um, the they are starting to get players back. Like they're reasonably strong there. Off the team that played last year in in that great Ulster run, like you had Mark Fagan, Michael Gaffney, Mark Mishari, Leon Colby, Caelan McCabe, who broke into the team in Ulster, James Brady, uh, Bernard Gaffney, Brandon Kyogen, Ushin Kiernan. 
Um, Jamie Riley was coming on those games Ben Connolly and Thomas Edward Dunham so mm. they can't really claim to be totally on the strength but in fairness like, that's a positive performance against the team that's top of the table losing by a point uh, away from home on the on the Jumlane team uh, it was McGoran and Connolly Daryl and Ryan who did, did all the damage they scored 9 of the 10 points and Ben Monaghan kicked the other so um, I think I think I heard that Donald Monaghan had an exceptionally good game as well. Yeah, Donald Monaghan I heard was was absolutely outstanding as well. So, um, yeah, and 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 Drumlane still with a few bodies to come back. They're not at full tilt either yet. Mm. So, they'll be they'll be happy enough to be sitting top of the table and not not just at the crest of their wave just yet. So, that's a good start. It's to a few years from Drumlane. They were in Division One, weren't they? Um, it's, it's could be ten could years be, ago. Now. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah, around the time that they were in the intermediate final, yeah. they were Division One. Um, yeah. So the, the I think be... I, re- I think I recall them beating Garden in a league game, which was a massive, massive celebration at the time. I think I'm right in saying that. Could be, could be. Okay, uh, Mullahorn were hosting Drumgoon. It finished one eleven to one eleven. A draw out in Mullahorn. Joe McQuillan was the referee. We both went for Mullahorn here, so we're three. Sorry, we're we're one from three in uh, in Division Two so far. But Mullahorn, I understand. Um, Killian Brady and Cormac O'Reilly didn't didn't play in this one, and it's causing a bit of controversy because they were fit to play and available and on the line. Haven't heard anything about this game now, Damien. Um, you would be you would have been thinking that Mullahorn would be too strong, but I mean, it's only last week or a week before I was saying well, it's time we give Drumgoon a little bit more respect here because they're another team. They're like Bally McHugh. They're in that bracket. They're a team that can pull off the big win. We saw it against Lara in the Championship a couple of years ago. They, they do have enough quality to, to do it on their, on their day. And like, going away from home to beat Mullahorn, regardless of the team that Mullahorn put out, that was their, that was their decision with the team they put out. Yeah. They, they didn't, sorry, not to beat them, to get a draw against them. That's a, that's a good result for any team, I think, in Division 2. Mm, Mullahorn at home is no easy nut to crack, regardless of how they're going. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, next game up then, Arva, Against Butler's Bridge in Arva, they came away with the victory to the home side, two sixteen to twelve points. You went for Butler's Bridge, I went for the draw, and Division Two isn't our uh, favourite stomping ground at the minute in terms of predictions. Yeah, Arva are up and down, like probably more up than down. Uh, they are the fairness. last few weeks. Uh, they definitely are. But I thought they had torn the corner, didn't they? Didn't they drop points there? Um, in the last round I that's right two, or maybe last two rounds you yeah right. they looked like they had torn the corner with that great win they had against Lavi um, but the Kieran Brady was playing like actually that's absolutely huge for them Kieran got two points Conan Sheridan seven points Mr Consistency Johnny McCabe there as well got two Conor McEntee got one one um, Keevan and Finton O'Reilly weren't playing uh, for the bridge so that, that would have weakened them a bit but they still had enough quality I'd, I'd, I would say there like Fergal Flanagan was playing uh, John Fitzpatrick scored four points. Paddy Phillips scored two points. Uh, Paddy Flynn was in there full back. So it's a lot of our first choice players were playing, but that's a great result for Arva now. And again, like the three championships are shaping up to be something serious. Very special, memorable championships because there's about three or four live contenders and they're really good teams, teams that you'll be looking yeah. forward to watching yeah. uh, in each of the championships. It's not like even last year, I felt last year. Like maybe the junior was a bit weak and no team had come down and uh, Temple Port were gone up out of it and you were looking at it and we were saying yeah Dan and Upright looked like the big teams in it last year but this year it's it's just crazy like it's yeah. to have that teams like Arva and Jermaine and them going well 
Yeah. Uh, and with county players and quality forwards and all the rest of it, it's, it's outstanding. Some some breaking news, news flash here on Butler's Bridge. If there's one player, uh, yeah, for me, if there's one player you don't want to lose for Butler's Bridge, does something different. They're about to lose a player. Uh, who, so you're asking me who is the one player you don't want to lose at the Butler's Bridge team that does something a bit different? Well, to be fair, look, there's a few players in Butler's Bridge. I, I think Fergal Fanning is a very important player. Andy it, McConnell it, was very good last year. Uh, he's, uh, a, no, he's a scoring midfielder. Yeah, I was just about to say midfielder. Um, Connerty. No, no, the, the, the one that scores from open play more often, John Fitzpatrick. He's heading away to Canada. Oh, that's a huge blow. That's a big, big blow. That is a huge yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't even think of John because I thought you'd be opening the show with that bombshell. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. He's, he's friend of the pod. Like that's it. That's it. But that's a big, big blow. That's a big blow to Butler's Bridge, and I, I, I think it's work he's heading away for. But it's you, you're going to need everybody when you go yeah. up to senior, and oh. it's it's not a bit player you're getting rid of. It's a key player. Yeah, he's an excellent player. Yeah. Um, that's, so yeah, that's that's bridge, that's going to be a big loss. But we wish him well in. in over in Canada hope he has a great time but get back soon we want to see you play more football before you're done <laughs> um, ok Bill Torbett against Knockbride Bill Torbett came away with the victory here 112 to 10 points so good home win for the Rory's um, but we both went for Knockbride this is terrible uh, we've, we've won from 5 so far in Division 2 that was a bad call we're tipping against the home team here in a lot of these games David it's crazy yeah um, yeah uh, and the Henry main did he get oh what did the score? One, twelve. He, he probably got nine scores. Six, six <laughs> points, five frees. He generally get yeah. most weeks. You look at it, it's end of Henry, not five, four frees, not not eight, seven yeah. frees. Stuff like that. So he gets a lot of goals as well. He, he's he's extraordinarily good for them. Sean O'Donnell got three points as well. Um, like it was a close game. This it was seven, six at half time. Um, Henry had done most of the scoring in the first half as well. On the upright team, Roy Dunner, who got three points. Kieran Smith got four frees. Matty Trainer who's back in the team this year, got a point. Larry Maguire got a point. Philip Rogers was playing and got a point. They brought on Ben Mulvey and Liam Fay, who would have been two starters mm. last year, so maybe the lads are coming back from injury or something. But um, yeah, that's that's a good result for, for Bill Torbett. Uh, reports of their demise have been exaggerated. On the upright end of it, you know, they're, they're on six points there, they're 12th in the table, five losses out of eight matches it's a bit disappointing for an upright but look they'll be they'll be primed for a championship yeah yeah definitely you, 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 well look at they'll be looking to make improvements fairly quick too in fairness they, um, they'll they be setting high standards for themselves now with everybody back playing and, and with a point to prove so they, they'll uh, they'll probably want to start proving that point fairly quick um, but good win for Beltorbet has to be said okay Lavi hosting Corner Fane um this improves a little bit for you. You went for Lavi, I went for Cornafane. So you're uh, you're 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 two from six in division two, I'm one from six. I uh, Again you tipped against the home team there. I don't know what I was doing here. Well in fairness the Cornafane <clears throat> have been very much formed team in that division. Lavi the opposite. Like Lavi are still in thirteenth position. But I think I'm right in saying that I I, I said Cornerfane they went oh no the county boys are back you and then went damn it no don't change your mind and I should have changed my mind but yeah. anyway well I think the county boys were the winning of it um, Jerry okay. Smith and Chris Conroy were, were excellent in this game for, for Lavi that was absolutely key to the, to the win for him <coughs> looking at the at the 
scores in the game. I'm sorry, I didn't get looking at the score. I didn't get a list of the scores, but Jerry Smith got a goal uh, six minutes in, a really good goal that gave them a, a nice cushion. They were one three to two points up. Shane Tierney was scoring. Um, Cornerfield came back with three points in a row. One of them a brilliant point from da- David Egan. But you you know who the fellas that were scoring for Lavi Carl Duke, Shane Tierney uh, again after good work from Jerry Tierney again. Um, Duke, Raymond King and Tommy Plunkett scored on the home stretch for, for Lavi to get them over the line so important win for them Yeah, yeah and and we've been watching Lavi do this for so many years and, and I, I was kind of faltering last week saying to myself oh no geez, this is this is going to be different to Lavi it's probably going to be no different they're going to be beating a big team in a senior championship yeah. and staying in Division 2 yeah. <laughs> Just the, the script is already written uh, but yeah, good win for Lavi there Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Uh, final game then in the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division 2 was Cuhullins against Bailiabar. I went for the home team here, Paul. I went for the home team. And but it they didn't get the win. It draw. was a draw. Yeah. 11 points to one goal and eight. We both went for Cuhullins, so we got no joy. And that officially means that that's the worst prediction I've ever got with one right from seven. <laughs> That literally is terrible. What did I get? Two. Two from seven. Oh my god! It's probably the worst you've ever got. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cuhullins are are badly depleted at the minute. There's a lot of injuries. I know talking to a couple of lads that they were they were just basically saying they're they're um, they're down to the bare bare bones on it. But Bailiaborough would be just delighted to be taking that point now over over the hill. Yeah, I think it was a late point for Brian McGee that got the draw for Cuhullins in this game. Uh, I'm open to correction on that one. So. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, local derby there. So um, I suppose Bailey will take the draw away from home there. Yeah, well, what it means is that Cuhullins still sit second on the table in Division Two with five wins, two losses, and one draw from their eight games. Uh, Drumlane are sitting top, six wins, one draw, one loss, and then you have Buttersbridge with the same score as Cuhullins. Um, 11 points from their 8 games. Then down at the bottom end of the table, then have no points from their 8 games. And next to them in 13th and 12th is McBride and Lavi, who have 6 points from their 8 games. So then are cut adrift at this point and going to do really well. But either way, I suppose what they'll be just aiming for is the, the relegation playoff, which is, I think, 14th against 11th and 13th. Or sorry, yeah, fourteenth against eleven and twelfth against thirteenth. So um, they'll be they'll be just aiming for that relegation playoff. And make sure that they're primed for it. Absolutely. Okay, moving on then to the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three results. Kiligary B hosting Templeport. It finished Templeport three fourteen. Kiligary B two. We both two two. Sorry, we both went for Templeport on that one. Nice comfortable win. Usual scorers, I'm sure. Galligan. Yeah, I, 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 I think I heard that, that 
type of board might be missing a player or two going forward as well. I won't name any names because it's just I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But um, yeah, I didn't hear who was who was doing all the, the damage in this game. But look, nobody's going to catch Templeport in that division. I don't think. Even I know Drumley are right up with them. Templeport going really really well there. Like they're they're scoring freely and they've got a great defense. They've got the best best defense in the division. They've only conceded sixty eight points in eight games, which is mm. an astonishingly good record. Yeah, yeah. It's massive. Um, probably the result of the weekend was uh, one that caught me and you both out, but I think I stumbled over this one and, and thought over it for a while. I should have went when we got on it. Corley getting the better of Shannon Gales, 3-11 to one goal and 12. We both went for Shannon Gales, but I'm kicking myself because Porrick Dolan knows how to how to win games as a manager and, and I should have backed him. <laughs> I tell you what, it's it's a coup for Corda to have Park over the team mm. because any any club in the county would be glad to have Park all over them, um, and I know that's their first win, but they were competitive in a lot of games. Yeah. Like they, you could definitely see improvement. I know that Red Hills got it very hard to beat them when they played. Uh, so they were very close to beating Kill the week before. Yeah, so that's a big win, and to do it in a derby as well. That's probably the the big story of the of the All County Football League this week. Yeah, the picked up that win, and not just in a derby, but. Jason McLaughlin was playing, Neville O'Donnell was playing, Quevy McGovern came on. Um, you know, there there was there, it wasn't a, a second rate Shannon Gales team by any means. No, so. absolutely not, by no means. So it was it was uh, I think it was a good game this one. Like okay, three eleven to one twelve, but the goals were key, but I think it was it was reasonably well contested, but um Sean McGovern fisted to the net with about fifteen minutes left and that made it three seven to ten, so that that was where they pulled away. Um, for Corla, Darren McTaggart had nine points. So he Quality had, player, though. 40, he had 45 and three frees and a lot from play there. Sean McGovern, as I said, came up from defence to get a goal. Brian Cassie got a goal. Patrick Carfrey with a point. Numbers are tight there with, with Corla and they have a good few veterans on the team. But that's a great result there against a, a Shanigan's team that would have a good bit of talent in it as well. Jason McLaughlin got two points. Never O'Donnell got one six. Uh, Michal Colleran at full forward got a point and Philip McGoldrick got three but um, massive bragging rights there by the corner man fair play to them yeah. the one thing I keep on here and anytime I am talking to Porrick is that the corner boys are working hard mm. they're working very hard you keep working hard for long enough you get the results yeah. and delighted to see them getting over the line on that one but for Brian Bates and the lads they'll have to pick themselves up and, and get back to the drawing board Drummond got the better of Munch O'Connor two goals in 8 to 11 points in St. Phelan's Park in Drummond Um I stayed with me with me old boys in Drummond and they didn't let me down so delighted to, to pick up that one did I oppose you? no you went for it as well ah there you go I'm never back against Brennan no uh, even though he wasn't playing no had nothing to do with it All right. Well, bar his general influence in, in, in communicating with people, which which is a huge part of the victory. Yeah. <laughs> we slag. Keel Bourne with one four, Damien. That no was surprise. Top scorer there for and on the Munchconnor team, Endo Shea was top scorer with five frees. Do you know he's he's an excellent free taker, um young O'Shea. I seen him last year with, with the Blackwater on the twenties and he um he, he's deadly, deadly accurate now. So he's a he's a huge addition. But Keen Bourne is playing some excellent football for Drummond Lee. And the forward line is starting to find their find their feet. But the back line, the defence in Drummond Lee seems to be the strongest part at the moment. Yeah, well look it's got them up to second in the table. Um lost two, one six. Or sorry, drawn two. No, drawn two. One six. Undefeated, one yeah. Yeah. So really good 
Really good uh, improvement by John Lee this season now. They're in pole position to go up. They're a point ahead of Renewgen at the minute and Killer just back there, a point behind them. And then there's a then there's a two point gap there at Hill. So do the top two go up? No. It's basically top four going to a semi final, winners going to final and go and go up. Okay, right, okay. So even if you finish top you're not guaranteed promotion. <sighs> which makes it very tight. Um, but yeah, good good for Drummondy to be staying unbeaten in that division anyway. They're making progress, there's no doubt about that. Um, Kilgallen were taking on Drung down in uh, Ballyconnell, came away with a 4-13 to 8 points victory. And Paul, why do we both go for Drung? 4-13 to 8 points? Yeah, like it's a... Where it, did this come from? I don't know. Like, let's, oh, let's be fair here, there was no possible... Evidence in the form book that Kildallan w- would be thrown by 70. Do you know points. what we both missed? And I'm not sure if you've got a match report or not, but what we both missed was that Ryan O'Neill is back with Kildallan. I didn't get a report, but I'd say Ryan O'Neill scored 4 12. I'd say he broke <laughs> records there, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. fairness. But that, that that's a hell of a result because Kildallan were struggling badly there. Like yeah. Kildallan had conceded 141 points, the worst defence in the division at the minute by a distance, yeah. Uh, so that's a hell of a result for, for Kildallan there. Fair play to Kildallan. And a bit of a setback for Drung, whose form has been a bit up and down, like three wins, two draws, two, three losses now, the two losses going into it. You know, they'll be looking at another win to push them up to the, to the edge of those semi-final places. But that's that's the upside of the weekend for me because they're so emphatic. Yeah, the fact that he was so emphatic, I suppose. But for me, Corla still tops it. That was Corla, I suppose. Fair, still but tops it, but uh, yeah, but that's a, that's a that's a big big win for Kildallan. At least there was signs there that Corla were competitive. Like, that's true. Were, that's true. Kildallan were off the pace there, like. And but what what it, what it is a sign of is when Ryan O'Neill comes back from county football, he's just going to be pretty much unmarkable in mm-hmm. this division. Looks like it. You know, he's he absolutely outstanding now. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going on the assumption here that he was playing because it's the only thing that I can think of that puts Kildallan with 413 on the board. You know, it's, it, 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 he is that good. Um, but maybe look at somebody from Kildallan and come back on and let me know if I'm wrong on that one, that Ryan O'Neill didn't play and then I'll... I think I'll retire. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. Bl- we're bluffing this away a bit, so we better yeah. not just commit to it. Exactly, much. exactly. Okay, Mount Nugent hosting Swanland Bar. 3-10 to Mount Nugent, 2-9 to Swanland Bar. We both went for Mount Nugent, thank God. Yeah, uh, Mount Nugent, didn't hear anything about this game, so I'm not going to speculate as to who did all the score for the second game in a row. Yeah. But, uh, Mount Nugent going right to there, putting up good scores. They're the highest scoring team in the division with 164 points in their eight games, which is which is excellent. They're averaging 20 points a game. Now, I don't know that they've mm. run up a lot of that in one or two games, but, uh, yeah, Manujan in pole position there for a semi-final spot as well. Yeah, looking good. Kilishandra, 12 points. Red Hills, three goals and 13. Red Hills, now, I think that's eight goals and 30 points in two games. Something's, something's just completely clicked here. Well, what, this has, is, what has clicked there is Rory, Packy and Torlock, uh Absolute joy to watch against Kilachandra. I wasn't out of person. Really, this is why Rory was, played. Yeah, Rory played. The three lads were were. I haven't even heard a report, but talking to a few lads in Red Hills, the, the, the three lads were brilliant. At one stage, uh, I think it was Tor Torlock and Rory ran about sixty meters, passing to each other, uh, powering up the middle of the field, and Kilachandra weren't able to to put the clampers on them. Look, those three lads, like at, at full flow. You talked about Ryan O'Neill's unmarkable. Well, well that's know, true. There's three, there's three of them there. Like, if you're picking the best players in the junior championship when they're all at their best, 
definitely Red Hills a tree though. I think so, yeah. You know, I, like I it, think so. And and that's that's what makes Red Hills a little bit hard to get a handle on because mm. there's a fair drop off in quality after your four, seven, or eight. Probably, I was just going to say that because yeah. like you have the two Martins are both damn good yeah. footballers. There's, good, there there's good a good lot of there. yeah, yeah. But you've got three brilliant players, but the numbers are tight as well. And yeah, uh, but. Uh, I, that's a brilliant result for it Hills away from home as well wasn't it yeah well that's it now I've I've heard that they've changed style that they were very lethargic and, and lateral with their with their possession and then the management said listen we've got to start letting it into our forwards give them a chance with the ball and that that was the that was the light switch that's come on so when you have forwards like Torlock Mooney and Packy Leddy and, and Paul and Sean Martin you'd be mad not to be kicking an early ball you yeah, 100%. So that seems to be the light switch that has turned on and, and, and Red Hills now with not just two wins from the last two games but two big wins like beating Kilishandra there and beating them so comfortably that's a that's a statement win that's 10 points but not just Red Hills over Kilishandra on score difference there as well uh, which right. is, Red Hills are now at the fifth so they're two points off a, a semi-final spot so all the player for there mm. Munch O'Connor the fairness have a game in hand behind them so Munch O'Connor could still leapfrog the two of them yeah yeah, I can hear all your crowing there about Red Hills, but you went for Killeshandra last week. I went for Red Hills. I don't hammer at home. <laughs> so I, I, I finally got one on you. Okay, final game of the weekend then was Maharat McFinn's hosting Kill Shamrocks. Kill came away with the victory here, three seventeen to Maharat's ten points. So uh, a comfortable win for Kill or for Kill Shamrocks, um, and seems to be getting a little bit more difficult for Maharat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, they were they were. Much more competitive in the first six games. Mm-hmm. They have a game in hand over most of the teams in the division. Um, they were much more competitive. They're still in that. There's been a couple of heavy enough defeats in it. So hopefully they stick at it. I did hear no different than Corda. I heard Maher are working hard. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they stick at it. Shannon Gales and Aidens, they're still on the table. And they're 13th. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. That's, I tell you what, nothing wrong with that. If yeah. anyone doesn't know what we're on about, if you check the league tables on the Cavan website, in at number 13... Is is a new team called Shannon Gales and Aidens. I don't know what's going on there exactly, but they're they're doing well without having played a game. Yeah. They're they're still ahead of Shannon Gales and Mahara. Not so venture, nothing gained. Yep. Um okay, so that leaves top of the table is Templeport with eight wins from their eight games, sixteen points. Then you've Drummley with fourteen points in second. Manugent thirteen points in third and kill with 12 points in fourth, and then at the bottom end of the table it's Mahara McFinn's Shannon Gales. And Shannon Gills, St. Hiddens with no points, uh, Killigary B and Corla with one win from their eight games. So, um, yeah, good good to see that going. Um, we both went for Kill Shamrocks on that one, which means I got five out of seven in Division 3, and you managed with four out of seven in Division 3, which means overall I finish up with a whopping score of eight, and you beat me. With a whopping score of nine. <laughs> oh my god. We're terrible. We're terrible. We should give up on this altogether. Okay, we'll see if we're any better for next week though. Let's let's get straight in. One worders. One worders, straight into our predictions. So we start off with the Romar Energy All County Football League Division One on Thursday night. That's tonight. It's Calvin Gales against Rammer in Terry Kyle Park at seven forty five. I think I'm gonna go to this one. I didn't realise this was on tonight. Jackpot for you there now. Um, okay, what do you reckon? Calvin Gales or Rammer? Gales. No, you're wrong. It's 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 Rammer. 
is Rammer for me. Um, you're going for the Gales. Let me just get this out. Okay. Second game, Balanya are hosting Lacken. This is Friday night at 8 o'clock. Balanya. Um, who has the bigger impact? Yeah, I go with Balanya as well, actually, because Ray Galligan will be back with County. Won't be available. He was four point out the last day. Could be the difference. That's a long word. Yeah, Gauna hosting Castle Rahan in Gauna, obviously. Gauna. Same with me. Um, Killing Care against Killigarry up in Killing Care. Killigarry. I'm going to give Killing Care the, the, the nod of this. Home team, I just feel Killigarry might just be, might have just shown enough last week that they might be torn in the corner. But they're away. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going for the home team, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Coot Hill at home to Lara. Lara. <laughs> I'm going to call a draw. I don't think there's a lot here between them. Um, I'll call the draw. Crushlaw hosting Bally Hayes. Crushlaw. Yeah, this this will be one Ballyhays are really going to be up for. Because, top of the table, Josh. Yeah, top of the table, but I, I think Crush Law will be up for it too. And I think they'll they'll just have enough to get over the line. Um, just maybe to show the difference between intermediate and, and senior. But Ballyhays have proven us wrong on, on quite a few occasions in the past. So, um, Right, okay, moving on then to the Wilton Waste Recycling All-County Football League. Division 2 first game of the weekend is then hosting Mullerhorn. Den. That's a big call. You're going for Den. I'm going to go with Mullerhorn. Ted back with the county. I'd imagine. And Mullerhorn are missing nobody. Mm. <laughs> from, from, <laughs> from last weekend. Okay, Corner Fane hosting Drumlane. Oh. You call it. No, I'll go with Drumlane. Stay with Drumlane. I'll go with Corner Fan for the upset here. Bounce back. Yeah. It's a, not a lot. Not a lot between them. Uh, Butler's Bridge hosting Coo Hollands. Repeat of the intermediate final, I'm right in Semi final. Semi final. Um, Bridge, after getting a bit of a tank in last week. I'll go with Hollands for the away win. I'll go with Hollands. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cuhollands because Cuivine is most likely out. Finton's definitely out. John Fitzpatrick is... I'm not sure if he's gone or going, but but that leaves them depleted. So, yeah, I'll go with Cuhollands as well. Knockbride uh, are hosting Lavi. Oh, this Lavi. is a tight one. Ah. Lavi without Jerry and, no, and Chris. No, Pride, no Pride. I think no Pride. Yeah. What if the dub heard you now, though? Never change your mind. <laughs> uh, Baileyborough hosting Beltorbet. Baileyborough. Even though Beltorbet Ho- going well. Home advantage. Mm. Home advantage has to be worth something here, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I go with Baileyborough too. Drumgoon hosting Ballamacue. 
Now, these are the two teams who we always come away and say, do you know what? We, we, we underestimate them. So we can't underestimate both of them now. Yeah. It's in Drumgoon. It's in Drumgoon. It's a weird. home win for me. Yeah, yeah and I, if, if the venue was switched, I'd be switching my pick. I'm the exact same. Go the, the absolute exact same. Um, and then on Sunday, it's Shercock against Arva. In Shercock. Shercock. I think the home advantage should be enough. Although, I'm going to do with you. I'm going to call a draw on this one. You're going Shercock though. Yeah. I'm going to call a draw. Um, okay. Finally, then on to the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three. First game up. First game up is Kill Shamrocks hosting Drumalee. Drumalee. Yeah, for, former Drumalee manager Barry Crows over Kill Shamrocks here. Um, it'll it'll be close, but I'll stay with my own. I'll stay with Drumalee on this one. Sh- Swan and Bar are hosting Killigarry B. I'm going to give Swad the nod. Same. Uh, Red Hills hosting Mount Nugent. Has to go Red Hills after the big win last week. Completely. Those three boys back. It's hard. It's hard to 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 not go with them. But then this is a real test. This is a big this, test, and it's probably the biggest test of their since their resurgence. Um, Drung hosting Kilishandra. Like Drung after the hiding they got last week, but I still think Drung are better than that. Kilishandra both coming off heavy defeats. I go draw. I'm gonna go with Kilishandra to get this one. Um, okay, Mount. Oh, sorry, Muncher Connacht um, are hosting Kildallan. Muncher Connacht for me. Yeah, me too. I think again, county players are are back with the county. Shannon Gales, Saint Aidan's. <laughs> They're even in the fixtures now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they're playing Mahara. Big opportunity for Mahara. <laughs> this is actually down to Shannon Gill, St. Aidan's are in the fixtures against Mahara. There must be something dramatically wrong there. Um, I presume I presume it's Shannon Gill's. Yeah, yeah, because they're not playing anywhere else. Yeah. So Shannon Gill's hosting Mahara, the longest journey in Cavan G. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Would Would Kingscourt be be Shannon Gill's before that? Maybe. Maybe would actually. Sorry, case yeah, goes probably a bit further. It's probably the longest fixture that happens. Yeah, in most years, in fairness, because Shanigales are generally in the junior. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll go with Shanigales there definitely. Yeah, home win for Shanigales, uh, and then Templeport are hosting Corla. Templeport. Yeah, same as, same as. As 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 good a win as that was for Corla last week, it, this Templeport team looked like they're just a little bit of a cut above. So, um, okay, thanks very much, folks, for listening to the McAvoy's Supervisor GA podcast. Best of luck to the Calvin Miners who are out in the Ulster semi final on Saturday evening at five o'clock in the Athletic Grounds. Get up and support the the boys in blue as they look to take on Derry or look to beat Derry to make their way into. An Ulster final, but an all-Ireland quarter final as well. So we, we wish them the very best of luck.